You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to We Are Libertarians Daily. My name is Chris Spangle. I'm here with Harry Price. Harry, how are you? Going good, going good. And we're here with Tad Western. Tad, how are you? I'm doing well. A little traumatized from earlier, but I'm, I'm, we I'm, just, I've recouped. We just recorded a fantastic episode. I think that's one of our best episodes in a very long time. I really think that was a great episode. It's pretty good. Yeah, talking about the Green New Deal. That c- comes out tomorrow. Uh, and Donald Trump spoke while we're all here. So we figured we'd record live uh, live reactions here. Now, it happened 40 minutes ago. And Larry Brown, in our, our video chat, because we just left the live stream running, That's which you bad. can watch if you're a uh, $10 a month and up Patreon member uh, or PayPal or whatever. Pick your poison. Listen, Silicon Valley hates us. It doesn't matter what libertarians are on. They're going to try and ban us. Uh, but just mail in your gold. Yeah, look at Gab. It's, yeah. it's we're entering the wilderness, it's like Jericho. We're just wandering the refugee camps. Well, yeah, this is well. That was the whole point of cryptocurrency to understand to show the how much power the banks had. But my point is, I'm watching this, and we're waiting here. I'm waiting for Harry to finish whatever he's doing, and Larry Brown tells us what the president said in the chat. You can't spoil the opener of season... I, I can't see anything here, so... You can't spoil season three opener of Donald Trump, uh, the show. Like, no. this is, you know... No. What are you doing, Larry? It's all so, right, Larry. I, uh, I forgive you. So, Me and Harry over here shopping for EMP... Proof trucks. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, the national address. Uh, we're going to play it here first. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, then you get to hear it. We may make some comments here because it's it's not live. I can't wait for the memes. I like oh. how his mom and dad are back there. Now you uh, mm-hmm. you are uh, a meme master, Tad. Uh, what would you, we have? Donald Trump sitting here, very he's glowering as he does into the camera, waiting for the address to start. There's some pictures of his family behind his left I don't, arm. I don't know. I, I don't have any ideas yet. I would, sure. pu- I would put some funny things in those picture frames. Oh, maybe a Pepe or, yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe a picture of a wall. Yeah. Take out Trump, put in Spangle, then put in uh, um, Hayek right there, right. Where, his da- where his dad's at. Uh, yeah, maybe not. I would put Hitler, Stalin, you know, Pol Pot, go go full force. So oh, yes. full full meme power. Yeah. So those who on on the uh, chat are going, what is this? It's it's We're Libertarians Daily. It's just something different and fresh for the new year for the first I mean, one. What is this? What are they? What are, what are you? Why are you watching then? People what? barely pay attention to us, Tad. I know, right? So sad. All right, let's get on a. Let's Maybe listen to the President of the United States <laughs> addressing the nation from the Oval Office. My fellow Americans. Tonight, I am speaking to you because there is a growing humanitarian and security crisis. We're already getting some slippage in the dentures here. At our southern border. Every day, Customs and Border Patrol agents encounter thousands of illegal immigrants trying to enter our country. We are out of space to hold them, and we have no way to promptly return them back home to their country. America proudly welcomes millions of lawful immigrants who enrich our society and contribute to our nation. But all Americans are hurt by uncontrolled illegal migration. It strains public resources and drives down jobs and wages. Among those hardest hit are African Americans and Hispanic Americans. Our southern border is a pipeline for vast quantities of illegal drugs, including meth, heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl. All right, so what's the problem? Every week, 300 of our citizens are killed by heroin alone, 90% of which floods across from our southern border. All right, trying to tie the opioid crisis. (laughs) More Americans will die from drugs this year then were killed in the entire Vietnam War. See, this is a great example. We talk in the Green New Deal about the left using the, the, the climate change crisis to implement socialistic policies. This is a great example of using a crisis and not identifying and correcting the originating problem, mm-hmm. which is government interference in the drug markets and in the and by creating illegal drug markets and black markets. Not illegal immigration and the lack of a wall. Correct, which corrupts their government in Latin America so they can't, you know, become, you know, a nation. American intervention in El Salvador, for instance, Mm -hmm. and then shipping prison gangs after we've turned them into uh, Sandinistas. In the last two years, ICE officers made 266,000 arrests of aliens with criminal records. 
including those charged or convicted of 100,000 assaults, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 violent killings. Over the years, thousands of Americans have been brutally killed by those who illegally entered our country, and thousands more lives will be lost if we don't act right now. This is a humanitarian crisis, a crisis of the heart, and a crisis of the soul. Last month, 20,000 migrant children were illegally brought into the United States, a dramatic increase. These children are used as human pawns by vicious coyotes and ruthless gangs. One in three women are sexually assaulted on the dangerous trek up through Mexico. Women are children are the biggest victims, by far, of our broken system. This is the tragic reality of illegal immigration on our southern border. This is the cycle of human suffering that I am determined to end. My administration has presented Congress with a detailed proposal to secure the border and stop the criminal gangs, drug smugglers, and human traffickers. It's a tremendous problem. Our proposal was developed by law enforcement professionals and border agents at the Department of Homeland Security. These are the resources they have requested to properly perform their mission and keep America safe. In fact, safer than ever before. The proposal from Homeland Security includes cutting-edge technology for detecting drugs, weapons, illegal contraband, and many other things. We have requested more agents, immigration judges, and bed space to process the sharp rise in unlawful migration fueled by our very strong economy. Our plan also contains an urgent request for humanitarian assistance and medical support. Furthermore, we have asked Congress to close border security loopholes so that illegal immigrant children can be safely and humanely returned back home. Finally, as part of an overall approach to border security, law enforcement professionals have requested $5.7 billion for a physical barrier. At the request of Democrats, it will be a steel barrier rather than a concrete wall. It, it's amazing that he didn't use the word wall, but he said physical barrier instead of wall. I wonder if that term's not testing well. This barrier is absolutely critical to border security. It's also what our professionals at the border want and need. This is just common sense. The border wall would very quickly pay for itself. The cost of illegal drugs exceeds $500 billion a year, vastly more than the $5.7 billion we have requested from Congress. The wall will also be paid for indirectly by the great new trade deal we have made with Mexico. Senator Chuck Schumer, who you will be hearing from later tonight, has repeatedly supported a physical barrier in the past, along with many other Democrats. They changed their mind only after I was elected president. Democrats in Congress have refused to acknowledge the crisis. And they have refused to provide our brave border agents with the tools they desperately need to protect our families and our nation. The federal government remains shut down for one reason and one reason only, because Democrats will not fund border security. My administration is doing everything in our power to help those impacted by the situation. But the only solution is for Democrats to pass a spending bill that defends our borders and reopens the government. This situation could be solved in a 45-minute meeting. You know, Craig just made a great point. He gets to tell people he built a wall, and they get to tell their people they didn't build a wall. Because if there's a steel barrier, then there's no concrete wall. It's the art of the deal. You can't see through concrete. Right. Did you did you li- watch that video? I you know what you this is? Day? You know what? Craig just lit up my brain.
You know what this is? This is all theater. Well, yeah, he's the, already got a deal where he's. The, I guarantee he's yes. already got a deal where it's probably two million, two billion dollars or something the, for fencing. The fact that he said physical barrier. Oh, and he's not been, yeah, wall. he's been saying that for the last. I don't know the last few interviews that I've watched. I'm ever. telling you, there's already a deal in place, and they have to make it look for the the, for the people who believe all this bullshit, uh, who believe oh, in the theater. Yeah, yeah. They there's already a deal. That's why it's a physic. That's why it's a steal. Yeah, it's, yeah. Right. Welcome to politics. <laughs> I have invited congressional leadership to the White House tomorrow to get this done. Hopefully, we can rise above partisan politics in order to support national security. Some have suggested a barrier is immoral. Then why do wealthy politicians build walls, fences, and gates around their homes? <laughs> they don't build walls because they hate the people on the outside, but because they love the people on the inside. The only thing that is immoral is the politicians to do nothing and continue to allow more innocent people to be so horribly victimized. America's heart broke the day after Christmas when a young police officer in California was savagely murdered in cold blood by an illegal alien who just came across the border. The life of an American hero was stolen by someone who had no right to be in our country. Day after day, precious lives are cut short by those who have violated our borders. In California, an Air Force veteran was raped, murdered, and beaten to death with a hammer by an illegal alien with a long criminal history. In Georgia, an illegal alien was recently charged with murder for killing, beheading, and dismembering his neighbor. In Maryland, MS-13 gang members who arrived in the United States as unaccompanied minors were arrested and charged last year after viciously stabbing and beating a 16-year-old girl. Over the last several years, I've met with dozens of families whose loved ones were stolen by illegal immigration. I've held the hands of the weeping mothers and embraced the grief-stricken fathers. So sad, so terrible. I will never forget the pain in their eyes, the tremble in their voices, and the sadness gripping their souls. How much more American blood must we shed before Congress does its job? For those who refuse to compromise in the name of border security, I would ask, imagine if it was your child, your husband, or your wife whose life was so cruelly shattered and totally broken. To every member of Congress, pass a bill that ends this crisis. To every citizen, call Congress and tell them to finally, after all of these decades, secure our border. This is a choice between right and wrong, justice and injustice. This is about whether we fulfill our sacred duty to the American citizens we serve. When I took the oath of office, I swore to protect our country. And that is what I will always do. So help me God. Thank you and good night. All right. We'll play Pelosi and uh, Schumer's response uh, here in a moment. Let's before we get into uh, the idea that rich people have walls around their house, so the United States should have a, a wall around their nation. Would either of you like to take that particular one? That se- <laughs> that seems that seems that's one of those arguments that seems to be a really reasonable argument, right? Like yeah. you have a wall to protect your house, correct? But a person who makes that argument. I'll make that argument. Conservative that makes that argument clearly has no understanding of private property rights, which is the very foundation of the right of libertarianism and should be the foundation of conservatism, but is not. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But 
And let, let, explain what I mean, Harry. Please translate for the people. <laughs> no, my, my brain goes like because. Do you do you disagree with me? No, I didn't say that. What I'm saying is that preventing physical access is a great step one of all security. Right. You can't get there. Your job just prevent them from getting there. As a private property owner, is to protect your property, your welfare, your family's welfare. Oh wow! I just thought of a nice back back doorway to build the wall. You just you know eminent domain the entire border and then give it to cronies to build the wall, and they just all just kind of like interchange together like Voltron. Too late. But people build a wall around their private property because it's private property and it is their responsibility Correct. to protect that private property. Correct. The the public property is not the same as private property. It is it, 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 building a wall across a, a barrier. It it keeps people. It keeps you have to look at labor and human beings as a piece of the economic puzzle. The more labor you have, the more products that you can create, the more the economy is stimulated. And the free flow of peoples is a fundamental right of a person to enter and leave a boundary. The fact that you you cannot leave the United States without paying an enormous penalty Correct. is absolutely unlibertarian. The fact that you have to have a passport, in my mind, to go to Mexico, for instance, is is unlibertarian yes. from a principled perspective. That's the case. Now, if you're if you're like, hey, you're a crazy uh, open borders, open border libertarian. You've got to have passports so we can keep track of who's coming and going. Mm -hmm. We'll try and convince you later. But and so I get that. But the building of a wall restricts that free flow of movement. But and so a pr you want to protect people from freely flowing into your private property but not in and out of a nation state. Do you disagree? Uh, I, 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 uh, on principle, you're correct, but I believe the Constitution disagrees. It well, disagrees let, me, let me also say that the, the eminent domain that will take place is Donald no, Trump. No, I, I don't agree with Donald, you. Donald domain. Trump is saying that the people who have borders, the, the people who have property that borders the United States border, yeah. their property is property of the United States government. It is not property of the of, of the landowner. It is property of the United States government. No, I, I would agree with that. But the fact that no one's stopping anyone from migrating here illegally. They are st the wall is to stop people from coming over. It is to stop the f the flow of people, but they're it's illegal. Right. <laughs> I mean that's whether you like it or not, the in the constitution the one of the one of the only jobs of the federal government is to protect the nation. Like right. They, that's, I mean, that can't really be argued. So I understand the principal argument uh, mm -hmm. from libertarianism as far as the free flow of people. But all you have to do is apply for asylum and get a passport and come across the legal way. I mean, what is there that big of a deal? Yeah, but when you say that legal wave, it's like the, that legal wave was it's not even it's not been over 120 years that that legal way that you're describing has well, been that's around. That's what it is now. I mean, I you can argue that the same way with marijuana and any other and, and a lot of different drugs. It's true, you're but disallowing a plant, disallowing freedom movement of people. Prohibition never works, and if you're yeah. prohibiting me from using labor that I want to use because of a fairy tale that he is creating, mm -hmm. that to me is nonsensical. It's as nonsensical as Ocasio-Cortez saying, I need to control the entire uh, economy so that we can protect ourselves from flooding in Florida. But there's tangible that people, you can control people. I mean, that's part of the government's job is to control the border. All right, Reinhold's going crazy on the uh, chat. So, Reinhold, why don't you grab your mic and we'll uh, Discord you in or Zoom you in here in just a moment because I want him to jump in on this because he's always got a, an interesting point of view. Every time you say Zoom, I just think of that stupid PBS show, Zoom. Oh, the one with the dancing kids? Yeah. All right, so let's hear the uh, response from uh, Pelosi and Schumer. Pelosi is the House Speaker. Schumer is the Senate Minority Leader. Uh, the Senate is still controlled by Majority Leader um, uh, Mitch McConnell. So here we go. Here is the response from the opposition. Even malice. The president has... Weekend next. 
that will probably divide Republican ranks and provide opportunities to open up certain parts of the government. There will be a behind-the-scenes effort here at the White House to keep those Republican defections to an absolute minimum. But there are those already here at the White House who imagine this thing playing out for weeks and Republicans possibly breaking ranks and the president having to veto something he doesn't support. And then we get into a veto override situation where Republican decisions about sticking with the president or not will be very dire indeed. Major, thanks. Interesting to hear the president refer to this as a, quote, physical barrier. He said a steel barrier uh, per a Democrat's request. Here's Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Okay, Good evening. Wait for these millionaires. I appreciate the opportunity to speak directly to the American people tonight about how we can end this shutdown and meet the needs of the American people. Sadly, much of what we heard from President Trump throughout this sense of shutdown has been full of misinformation and even malice. The president has chosen fear. We want to start with the facts. The fact is, on the very first day of this Congress, House Democrats passed Senate Republican legislation to reopen government and fund smart, effective border security solutions. But the president is rejecting these bipartisan bills which would reopen government over his obsession with forcing American taxpayers to waste billions of dollars on an expensive and ineffective wall, a wall he always promised Mexico would pay for. The fact is, President Trump has chosen to hold hostage critical services for the health, safety, and well-being of the American people and withhold the paychecks of 800,000 innocent workers across the nation, many of them veterans. He promised to keep government shut down for months or years, no matter whom it hurts. That's just plain wrong. The fact is, we all agree we need to secure our borders while honoring our values. We can build the infrastructure and roads at our ports of entry. We can install new technology to scan cars and trucks for drugs coming into our nation. We can hire the personnel we need to facilitate trade and immigration at the border. We can fund more innovation to detect unauthorized crossings. The fact is, the women and children at the border are not a security threat. They are a humanitarian challenge, a challenge that President Trump's which I felt that Trump made that case pretty effectively, that he was not trying to be mean to these kids and these women. He's trying to protect them. I feel that uh, he was a much more effective messenger tonight on television, obviously being a television star, than, than these two right. are. But um, I, I just want to know this magical drug scanning tool that right. is going to scan trucks. Giant fake nose. Yeah. It's an X-ray machine. Cruel and counterproductive policies have only deepened. And the fact is, President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage, must stop manufacturing a crisis, and must reopen the government. Thank you. Leader Schumer. Thank you, Speaker Pelosi. My fellow Americans, we address you tonight for one reason only. The President of the United States, having failed to get Mexico to pay for his ineffective, unnecessary border wall, and unable to convince the Congress or the American people to foot the bill, has shut down the government. American democracy doesn't work that way. We don't govern by temper tantrum. No president should pound the table and Didn't Obama shut down the government? And demand yeah, like he gets his way, or else the government shuts down, hurting millions of Americans who are treated as leverage. Tonight, and throughout this debate, and throughout his presidency, President Trump has appealed to fear, not facts, division, not unity. Make no mistake, Democrats and the president both want stronger border security. However, we sharply disagree with the president about the most effective way to do it. So how do we untangle this mess? Well, there's an obvious solution. Separate the shutdown from arguments over border security. There is bipartisan legislation supported by Democrats and Republicans to reopen government. While None of these people have been able to get DACA done, which is pretty much agreed on by everybody. I mean, I think Orrin Hatch uh, even was for it in Utah. Like the idea that we're at this point because these particular three people have never been able to agree on a solution so it's patently absurd for him to say remove this from the shutdown and let's uh, work on other legislation when they've never been able to done that do that at all allowing debate over border security to continue 
There is no excuse for hurting millions of Americans over a policy difference. Federal workers are about to miss a paycheck. Some families can't get a mortgage to buy a new home. Farmers and small businesses won't get loans they desperately need. Most presidents have used Oval Office addresses for noble purposes. This president just used the backdrop of the Oval Office to manufacture a crisis, stoke fear, and divert attention from the turmoil in his administration. I don't know about the third point, but he's absolutely correct. This is Trump's first Oval Office address. And they both said manufacture crisis, which means you're going to hear that phrase parroted by MSNBC, CNN. All of the anchors are going to continually. First, here's how it works. Watch. They they have already sent out the push notification. Pelosi and Schumer accuse them of, of manufacturing a crisis. It begins there. And then the, the talking heads uh, on these cable channels start talking about manufacture. This is a manufactured crisis. The opinion people start saying it. And then all of a sudden, in about a week, if this is not ended, then you'll start to see the quote-unquote fair and balanced reporters start using the phrase, in this manufactured crisis, even though it's a wholly biased word against the president of the United States, it becomes something that is a safe thing for regular news people to start using. But it is a manufactured crisis. What, what he outlined, what he talked about, you know, much like we talked about the uh, the uh, the size and scope of the marketplace when it comes to energy and commerce, crime is a lot that way. Like to target a specific group of people for being criminals is genuinely intellectually dishonest. Correct. It is it is absolutely using this group of people to to paint them all a certain way because. Uh, there are plenty of people who are murderers, who are drug dealers, who are criminals. Any population is going to have a bottom 10% of people who break the law. Mm-hmm. And so to, uh, to to use the law and order line, which is a very effective line, which is why it works and why he's using it, is is just really trying to paint an entire group of people a certain way. So he's absolutely trying to manufacture a crisis much in the same way that the left is trying to manufacture a crisis to get the Green New Deal through. Immigration is far less of a crisis than your politicians make it out to be. This is some of the least important things that these people could be talking about. But Donald Trump has made that his mission to put front and center. So I do agree that he is using the backdrop and the authority of the Oval Office to speak directly to the American people, to be a demagogue. And, and it's very problematic, uh, but he's the president of the United States and they're not. <laughs> so you you get the right of the bully pulpit. I, I feel that uh, he used his time very effectively, and I bet you start to see opinion polls swing in his favor because he's telegenic and they're not. My fellow Americans, there is no challenge so great that our nation cannot rise to meet it. We can reopen the government and continue to work through disagreements over policy. We can secure our border without an ineffective, expensive wall. And we can welcome legal immigrants and refugees without compromising safety and security. The symbol of America should be the Statue of Liberty, not a 30-foot wall. So our suggestion is a simple one. Mr. President, Reopen the government, and we can work to resolve our differences over border security. But end this shutdown. He's an idiot if he falls for that. That's the wily. That, that that's the wily coyote, the road runner. Mm-hmm. You just end the shutdown, and then we'll give you what you want. Like part of the reason that Donald Trump has been selected by Republicans is because he's particularly punching these two in the face right. on a regular basis. Republicans are tired of losing and tired of capitulating, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, well, we ran John McCain, and he was the devil incarnate to the to the left and to the media, and uh, they and then we ran Mitt Romney, uh, who seems to be a fundamentally decent human being, and he was. Uh, an immoral ass bag who had binders full of women and he's misogynistic and put his dog on a car. Okay, here's Donald Trump. <laughs> Let him punch you with back in the face. Right. This is self-defense. It's, it's a lot of the same argument with Newt Gingrich. Well, when did politics change? 
well, when Newt Gingrich took over the House in 1994, uh, Republicans started fighting back and using the same tactics that, that had been used against them for 40 years as the Democrats had ruled the Speaker of the House. So w- their position is wholly untenable if you're a Republican. Okay, so you want me to get rid of the only leverage that I have to get what I want as a Republican, reopen the government, and you promise you'll give me what you want? Okay, Lucy with the football. Now. Thank you. All right. The minority leader and the Speaker of the House so delivering his, their like response. His base, right? His base, right? Right. This is make or break. Yes. He either gets the wall funding or there's no 2020. He is, yeah, he is absolutely, this is the moment. I totally agree with you. He's a lame duck president. Lindsey Graham said he's a lame duck president if he doesn't get this done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean you, that's what he ran on. Even if he sits on it for two years, right. he's got it. He he wins twenty twenty if he even sits. Government shuts down for two years. Cool. The 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 point of Donald Trump being elected by Republicans was to fight, and mm-hmm. they all care about immigration. And Donald Trump says exactly what I heard every Republican say when I was doing talk radio call screening. Uh, he's doing what they want, you know. And the media makes sure that there are no independents that agree with him. Now, do I agree with him? Absolutely not. But I do think that. You're going to hear a lot of talking heads on the on the press go, you know, this is a disaster. This look how awful this was. Like, go watch, go look at the political section of the Washington Post. Find one piece of information on the Washington Post that isn't completely biased against the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, people notice that. You know, Jill Abrams, who was the former editor of the New York Times, called out the New York Times in a recent book saying it's too anti-Trump. You've got to have some balance. If you're going to be, if you're going to pretend to be the great moral authority, you got to have some balance. So, yeah. but I do agree with Pelosi and Schumer that this is a completely manufactured crisis. Now, Tad, you, you have always been a little more sympathetic to Trump than I. No, I'm not. I'm not even Trump, but I mean, it's what he ran on. So I've always thought that if if he, if he caved on this, I mean, that's a yeah. What, I, I what, don't care whether or not it's a wall or any of that shit. But I think I, mean, to, I, to I, his, I don't think. If people think he's going to build a big gold wall, I mean, that's, I, I think it's hyperbole, honestly. I, no, it's the Discord chat. This was someone wrote that, like, that would have been awesome if he would have declared Second Manifest Destiny and then built the wall in Panama. That would have been, it's cheaper. Uh, it would have been cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Reinhold, are you there? Uh, Reinhold, I can't hear you. You know those rhinos. Do I know? Do I need to do anything here, Harry? Well, he, he should just work, right? Well, it's him. It's, it's probably it me. Yeah. I think I've got it. It's All got right, a light. There up. we go. Rhinos don't have thumbs, so he has that push to talk. All right, Reinhold, you you were losing I, yourself in chat. You were just you were screeching on epic proportions during the chat. So I I figured I had I, to I have would, you on here. I would never do that. I don't understand where you're getting that from. <laughs> now, uh, so uh, Wall, are you for or against it, Reinhold? Uh, after much consideration, I decided that I'm probably against the wall Okay. for a lot of many reasons. But first of all, you're right. This is going to be a case of who blinks first, because what you understand is that tax season's coming up. People want to get their taxes and get their refunds. They've given money to the government all year long and they want to get their money back so they can go buy a new car or, or something, you know, whatever they use that for their savings. They're not going to be able to do that. So who's going to start now the the white house losing support right the white house said they were issuing refunds but i imagine they're issuing refunds very slowly they, may, they probably sent out like five refunds and said yeah we're issuing refunds well, what are you snaps about I've, to run out in february no too. irs is down the, i've i've got yeah. issues with the irs that i'm dealing with and i can't get responses back to them from them right now because they're shut down correct so i don't know how they're going to be issuing refunds yeah I I, but, I look at this and I go, you know, I don't necessarily know that this is automatically bad for. I mean, it, it's automatically bad for Trump and the media, but like at this point, it doesn't matter right, it, what it doesn't matter it, what Trump does. If Trump literally flew down and gave, you know, uh, the Heimlich maneuver to fifteen hundred children and saved all their lives, he would still be. They, they'd still find a way to make it look bad. So right. I, I remember why DACA didn't happen. DACA hasn't happened because Trump has always assigned the funding for the wall to any bill that they tried to put together right. for that. So this has been his stick that he's been using 
for two years to get what he tried to get what he wants. He still hasn't gotten it. So this is his next, you know, evolution of that. So the question then becomes, does it work for him? Does is he, so he gave a speech tonight where he sounded, he started talking about the humanitarian and the caring, uh, which is great. He hasn't been doing that for two years, but, but now we're hearing that from him. Is it going to be enough to work? Because all I'm hearing is, fear mongering and, and, and hyperbole and, and propaganda. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of that catches with people who aren't already sold. So you've got the 20 or 30% of Republicans that are diehard are going to be no matter what, go, go, go. And you got the same percentage on the other side saying no way. What's the middle of the, of the country saying? I, I have what? friends like I had a friend message me. Um, uh, he consistently messages me now. He is a guy that voted for Bernie. He's a guy that voted for Barack Obama. He's a Democrat, but he feels that the press treatment of Trump has been so wildly unfair that he is willing to give him a sympathetic ear. And I think that if Donald Trump, it, it, I, I, my gut says that we wake up here in the next couple days and all of a sudden the opinion polls swing a little bit because it was the first time you got to hear Trump unedited on this. You you see, you know, if he gives a statement in the, in the cabinet room, then it still gets edited down and people are in the middle of work. And so they don't see this stuff. But a primetime address, I think it was really smart on his on his part. Because Which he should have been. I think he should have probably been doing once every couple of months since he took office. I don't know why he didn't do that, because that's the only way he builds his his following is, yeah. is to get out there and be the personable person so i could see this actually working in his favor for a few days and now eventually the right. cycle of constant propaganda from people like cnn well as it, soon as he gets to his him. phone and tweets it'll be it'll it, be a new story right yeah i've got a, i've got a tweet here from <laughs> december 20th right Donald Trump saying, with so much talk about the wall, people are losing sight of the great job being done by our southern border, by Border Patrol, ICE, and our great military. Remember the caravans? Well, they didn't get through, and none are forming or on their way. Border is tight. Fake news silent. Doesn't that really kind of the opposite of what he just said in this speech? Yeah, but it doesn't matter what he says. He's He's... You and I know he lies at every breath, right? Like we know not to trust him and believe him, but it's for those people who uh, they just don't. They just don't. I I I see everything that he said. Like I laugh at him. Like I think it was hilarious that he printed out the meme. He put it on the on the uh, conference table in front of the media. Uh, he held an entire press conference with a Game of Thrones meme featuring him, and he didn't mention it. He didn't reference it. No, but nobody in the media referenced it. It's like that stuff is funny to me. But like when he talks, I don't believe him. Like his numbers about uh, what was the thing, Reinhold, today where they said, you know, 4,000 people were arrested at the border and it was like six people were actually right. like. It, it's all. Yeah. The, the numbers aren't accurate yeah. at all. I don't believe him, but I'm also way in the weeds here. I think regular people yeah. kind of go, maybe I should give him a chance because I really don't like Right. And the people who are reporting on that, the reporters who are actually saying, hey, this is not true. This is the reasons are getting lumped in with the crazy press people um, yeah, that are so anti-Trump that people just tune it all out now. And that's the, that's the thing he's done with this fake news thing is that nobody will believe the reporting from anybody anymore, no matter who they are. I used to love all the fact check stuff, but I'm just so like. It's so smug and superior that I just don't like the second the word fact check comes out, I immediately don't. I just don't care. I don't care what you say, like it, it, because I know you're just trying to advocate for one side. I think he he has been effective in, uh, you know, having having grown up through talk radio, the idea that the media was biased was just given and everybody on the right kind of knew that. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump has really exposed that to be true. Like there's a local reporter uh, who was the state house reporter for the star and everybody knew she, what side she was on. You know, there's like one conservative reporter in this town and he's retired. Uh, there was a second. He's retired as well. Um, you know, I, I, I won't. I, I like this person. I won't out them. Uh, but then there was another. But but the person I'm talking about, the state house reporter, like she's on tr- on Twitter every single day, just retweeting 
Axelrod and every other like liberal and Trump's going down and we're standing up against his lies. And it's like he's exposed. I think John Stewart was totally right. Donald Trump has exposed the media as an identity group. So they're, yes. they're now in the minds of people, uh, the Latinos, the Asians, the, the LGBT community, the Christian conservatives. Like they're just another faction. They're not really telling you what is important. And you see that in their moralizing, that constant, I'm, we're better than you. And what he was also right about is that he is playing them because he knows their weaknesses. Their weaknesses is that they are so self-centered and smug about themselves that he he plays it yeah. and makes them talking about the stuff that he wants to talk about instead of them doing what they would normally be doing reporting on news. Yeah. So give us a little bit of why you don't support the wall. Why, from a libertarian standpoint, do you not find this to be a reasonable solution? Well, let's go. We'll go around the table, well, but let's start with Reinhold. Well, the first thing is, it was something that was said is all you have to do is come here legally. The problem is, is that that's not our legal, our immigration laws these days. You can't just come here legally from a, a large percentage of the countries that exist in this world. So if your country of origin is one of those countries, you can't come here no matter what. Uh, the other countries that can, uh, that do allow, uh, immigration and there's waiting lists because there's quote, arbitrary quotas put on place to where you have to wait up to 10 years at some points, maybe even longer to, to get what you need to come here. You know, it's, it's, it's not like if, if it was a case of you come to the border, we give you a green card, we do a background check, we make sure that you're safe and then we let you in. There would be no illegal, illegal immigration. Well, the, the constant changing of the asylum rules, for instance, you know, Stephen, what's what's the Stephen kid, the Stephen Miller? Uh, he's just he seems like an easy, e evil little weasel. And he changes right. things like the asylum rules. So then you get the visual images. It's very smart on his part of the visual images of kids sitting on a bridge. And it just reinforces the notion of. You know, for the soft heart of the left of Donald Trump so mean. And then for uh, the right, like, yeah, they are trying to invade us. Look. Uh, well, and here's the thing, too, is that migration from Mexico is at an all-time low. Right. Uh, not, people are actually Mexico. leaving and going to Mexico. We have a million Americans illegally living in Mexico right now. And their penalty for doing so is they might get a fine. Um, the problem is, is that we've got Honduras and the people in the Northern Triangle uh, who have increased their asylum requests by like a thousand over a thousand percent because of the coup that happened in 2009, which the U.S. backed Hillary right. Clinton State Department backed it. So we created that situation down there because mm -hmm. of our fighting the war on drugs, Correct. which is another excuse we're using here for the wall. Um, and I really don't have we don't have a crisis on the border. We have so much less immigration than we did before, and. And most of the people who are here illegally, the illegal immigrants in the United States right now, uh, the majority of them are here because they did come in here legally, but they overstayed their time, right? So they didn't get their re green card renewed properly. There's a lot of times it's just paperwork issues that they need to deal with, but they're listed as illegal. And that's what inflates the numbers. Mm -hmm. There's just not a lot of illegal immigration going on. Uh, no matter, you know, it, you hear a lot about it, but it's not. The numbers don't back it up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Four against the wall, Harry Price. I'm going to wrap it up. I got to kick these guys out, Reinhold, so I can go to bed. Never. Um, one thing also on Reinhold's point is a lot of the illegals are also because a lot of them have to go back to their their country of origin to get, you know, to renew paperwork. And they either don't have the money to go there and come back or the time in their current job as well. Um, there's oh, there's some of that too, which is also helping inflate the numbers of this. Uh, I'm against the wall just for a simple fact that the the price, the money to go buy a, a wall for no apparent reason that'll probably fall down and or look bad or just have to tear down later. It's it's silly. The idea that we want to stop movement of people crossing an imaginary line just it's 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 silly. Silly. For, to me, personally, if we were going to build a wall, I'd prefer to build one between Indiana and Illinois still um, because I, Chicago, personally. That's where I feel like Indiana has the most effect from anything. But to be, be seriously against the uh, 
I'm against the wall just because of those different reasons. Like I want freedom of movement and I'm, you know, it's hard to describe what you want to do with your stolen money, but I don't want my money stolen for me to go to a stupid wall. Wiggle your wire, please. Tad Western. Well, I think Donald Trump sees the wall as his legacy on his presidency. It's what he ran on. He's a builder. That's what yeah. I think he sees it as, something that will last and that will be, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's Mount Rushmore, I guess, is what he might look at it as. Oh, but yeah. uh, as far as a actual wall, I don't, I don't care about. I think whether or not, I think securing the border, whether that's with, Troops or drones or whatever, landmines, whatever. But uh, I, I mean, I I don't see how the uh, how the Constitution applies to anyone outside the United States. Uh, it 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 simply doesn't. And it give the Constitution gives the United States federal government is one of the only things that it has to do is protect its people. I mean, that's yeah. that's one thing. I I know it's not a libertarian argument, which I completely concede. I, 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 no, I would agree that uh, the Constitution may not apply. I think the Bill of Rights is a declaration of human rights. I would say I, that the Declaration of Independence applies to all people, but the Constitution well, I, specifically the cons- is the American government. Yeah, I, The I, Constitution I, applies to everybody who's in the United States, even at the border. Correct. And James Madison wrote about this in 1800. Correct. And clarified that. The Alien and Sedition Act, I'm reading a great book, and I'll let you plug yours in a moment, oh, Ryan Holt, great, but yeah. Liberty's Crisis uh, about the Alien and Sedition Acts, it's a fantastic book, a fantastic read, and the first Congress was arguing over whether or not people should be allowed in this country. I mean, immigration demagoguery has has happened from the very beginning, ironically stoked by Alexander Hamilton, an immigrant. Uh, Reinhold, what's the book that you're reading on Madison that you really like? Uh, the Three Lives of James Madison. Okay. Uh, it's about a 800-page tome on the uh, basically him from college uh, through his uh, political life, how he re- helped create the Constitution, uh, and then became president and became one of the first uh people to create a political party right all right so i'm going to give you some facts from hody johns on a research team he threw these together tonight for us uh so so uh we could give you information uh so the details of the wall itself uh, in last year's budget congress set aside 20 million for prototypes any wall design must meet the following requirements has to be at least 18 feet tall however 30 is considered ideal a person should not be able to climb to the top of the wall unassisted walls should include anti-climbing features that prevents scaling even with the use of climbing aids. Any exposed fixtures need to be on the U.S. side to shield from possible tampering. The U.S. side of the wall should be visually pleasing in color, texture, and fit into the general surrounding environment. No hole larger than a foot can be made through the wall in under an hour of trying with the use of handheld tools. Wall designs must be cost-effective to construct, maintain, and repair. The design should also accommodate Border Patrol-approved pedestrian and vehicle sliding gates. Wall designs must also be able to prevent tunneling uh, for at least six feet below. Walls must accommodate surface drainage and also be constructible on slopes up to 45%. Six companies based in Alabama, Arizona, Mississippi, and Maryland won contracts to build a prototype with concrete or alternative materials. Two of the companies won bids to construct two versions. With about $3.3 million contracted on the prototypes, the Border Patrol will use what it learned from the test walls toward a final design for the nearly 2,000-mile-long southwest border. The agency might consider a final wall that uses a hybrid of different features from the prototypes, or there's a chance it might not use any of the designs it contracted for. Funding for the wall, Democrats and Repu- told Republicans that if they think the wall is public good, they should fund it themselves. Uh, I don't know how that works, but is that a really a good idea for Democrats to start telling people to pay for public services privately? Which is a good point. It's sort of like, hey, pay for it yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brian Colfage answers the call, kind of. He raised $20 million of the billion requested through GoFundMe. The White House is demanding $5.7 billion for construction of a barrier as the partial government shutdown heads into its third week of talks. Uh, the White House is demanding, uh, as it stands, Democrats have earmarked $800 million to address urgent humanitarian needs. Uh, still, that has not swayed enough Democrats to agree to the funding. The official response from Democrats suggested possible funding for a steel instead of a concrete wall. 
So let's talk about the land along the border, the challenges with the Rio Grande. Near the Rio Grande, the wall would have, be, would have to be built a little further in due to a treaty that prohibits any construction near the river. This would force people to move out of their homes. Most challenging of all, the Rio Grande is a natural feature and not a man-made boundary. So rivers erode the land they pass. They flood, they dry up, they change courses occasionally. So a completed border barrier would have to navigate all these natural challenges. And much of the land is privately owned, so a wall would have to cut through ranches, forcing landowners to lose land to government or the other side of the border and or sell their land even if they don't want the money or they're offered too little in return. He is willing, Trump is willing to use the quote-unquote military version of intimate domain to build his proposed wall, of which I would just call, you know, a military occupation, uh, an invasion. In yes. other words, so instead of the military is going to invade your land instead of uh, caravans. So, all right, final final words. Please make it very quick. We're way out of time, and I'm very tired, and I want you all to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Harry. That's hurtful, and I think you just need more coffee. No. That you won't welcome us in your home, that you want to put up some sort of wall to keep us out of <laughs> your home. There's a wall around my heart 30 feet high. <laughs> and ice cold. Uh, yes. Um, I'm just going to reiterate, walls are silly, uh, borders are silly. They're silly things, but I'm done. All right, Tad? I don't think he gets the funding. Uh, I would predict that they'll come to some compromise. I don't know, maybe a billion dollars in fence. So, I, it'll never be a full wall. It won't be built. I, I, I don't think it happens. Reinhold? Uh, yeah, I don't think the majority of the people want a wall. The majority of people who do want a wall live in the middle of the country, not on the border. Um, I think it's kind of a silly idea, but it's theater and it's helping fund the political uh, activity that's going on right now. So, and, and we're ignoring all the other things that we should be focusing on, like the fact that the Congress can't pass a budget, so we have to deal with these shutdowns every few months anyway. My opinion is that the wall is already built on some budgetary uh, document that is sitting on Chuck Schumer's desk. I think they already have a deal. I think Trump will accept a lower amount, maybe $2 billion. The Democrats will relent. It won't be a wall. It will be a physical barrier built out of steel, uh, and it will look visually pleasing. Like uh, the just the, a bunch of gold tees, right? It'll look just like the barriers <laughs> that protect the sound out here. Um, so I think it's already done. So excuse me, I can't tell you. All right, uh, thanks for joining us here on We're Libertarians Daily. We will see you tomorrow with a really great episode about the uh, New Green Deal. Uh, really informative and fun, and uh, it's so good to be back. And we will see you tomorrow.